We have. We've done, we haven't had products this big before. <laughs> yeah. Don't book anyone who does Christmas trees. That's be a nightmare. You know, when you go to Wiltshire, just take it in your car. Oh, yeah. a bit of that. My hand will be just going away. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I'm Philippa Sturt and alongside me is my co-host Andy Uri. Yo. Hi Andy. And we're joined by Louise Webb. Hi Louise. Hi, how are you? Louise is founder of Popcorn Kitchen and fresh from the Growing Business Awards where she won Micro Business of the Year. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's very amazing. Uh, popcorn Kitchen is an artisanal popcorn brand which prides itself on making sublime, best-in-class popcorn since 2012. Louise, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and it's even more of a pleasure to have <laughs> an absolute mountain of popcorn. Fantastic. Do you think I've brought enough for you? Oh, there is three of us, so... <laughs> it's a bit insulting micro, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a sort of, you want to... It's small, really, is what they mean, but it's because of company definitions. Small yes. is actually quite big. It but is. it feels like small but mighty if you're micro business of the year. It's yes. Like, you know. Yes. So we normally start by asking you, what's keeping you up at night, metaphorically and actually in, in business and otherwise? Yeah, well, simple terms, more business do 75% of my sales in the last quarter of the year. So there's only one thing, cash flow. That is what keeps me up awake at night. And the odd, oh my God, I haven't put the Amazon order on. And uh, I'll get on the blacklist for Amazon. How many people are there in the team? So there's one and a half people in the team. And then I borrow and ask and ask for favours. So I've got lots of other people that support me and uh, like students so I've had a couple of MBA students they've just written my uh, strategy for sustainability and got me on the B Corp journey oh god I actually feel quite sorry for you in that yeah. regard I, I like I like B Corp Andy You're an Hawkins Corp on the B Corp B Corp Andy Hawkins he's a, a genuine guy brilliant guy and he's put us on that which is really good for us I mean the B Corp thing is a bit weird and uh, first first tangent of the day but in the a lot of it is actually about kind of ticking the right boxes and, and making sure you manage different bits of your business in a way that gives you the right score. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm doing things for charity now and in B Corp, I just have to track it and I just have to make sure that we're doing the right things for the uh, for charities, uh, local charities as well. And also our sustainability is really important. So we actually plant trees at the moment but we didn't really understand why we were planting trees but it did feel good uh, so we're working with a team called of Rewild and uh, they're, they're looking at our carbon footprint as we speak and um, so how much carbon does it take to make that bag of popcorn so because uh, I really want to do the right thing it's good yeah. feels good as well to do the right thing yeah. for people in the environment you, may, you mentioned the blacklist of Amazon what, what does that mean? Oh, do they have a blacklist? Oh, God, yes. So if you do something wrong, oh, if you don't get something out on time, if you don't put a tracking document in, they say, you are bad, and we're going to get take you off the site. But it's a necessary evil for any brand, actually, to be on there because the footfall is just so high. So you sell through Amazon. Do you sell on your website as well? Yes. So uh, we've got a great website. Um, we also sell on Not On The High Street as well. We've had our biggest year on online. So uh, before that, we weren't so good on online. So our trade sales were really good, but Amazon sales weren't, and online sales weren't that good. But we've had some focus. We've got a 
great girl called Jill in the team. She's an Amazon expert. She's really nailed uh, not on the high street. And I've got a great marketing agency, uh, KW Marketing, and Kate and her team have been fantastic. Why is it seasonal? I mean, your product line is it's got you make products that are very attractive for Christmas purchases because they're fun. They're, yeah. You know, but is that why it's seasonal? Is popcorn's not seasonal by nature, is it? No, not necessarily. But everything that we do, so whether it's the 12 days of Christmas, our new products, or this giant Belgian chocolate bar with our salted caramel popcorn on top, drizzled with Belgian chocolate, got that? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's right next to me. It may not be by the end of the podcast. So these are so these are very, very seasonal products, but you're right, so... Things like the bag products, they're not seasonal, but the volumes are much lower. And one of the challenges that I've got going forward is to actually make more products relevant all year round. I suppose it feels, popcorn feels a bit wintry as well, like you're sitting down on the sofa to watch a movie. Yeah. And you grab the popcorn. It's a real comfort that kind food, of, isn't yeah. it? But actually popcorn, you wouldn't believe how people don't like savoury. So, like, last night when I was doing a sampling session... Yeah, I've had three sweet ones, though. I've got, I've got some cheese. Can I, have, I some love cheese. cheese. Come on, give us the cheese. So, the cheese one, everyone goes to me, oh, cheese Oh, popcorn. no, I love the idea of that. Because everyone thinks that, actually, sweet popcorn is oh, the only better. real thing. Oh, no, savoury. I'm yeah. savoury. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that is the worst, one of the worst-selling lines that we do. Worst is The worst-selling line. The I best. would buy this over I would buy them. I prefer Thank that. Thank you. But I like anything that's got cheese in. You can go online. It's okay. Here it is. Bring it in. This is our number one best-selling line. It becomes a money bottle afterwards. I don't know if you can remember the Bell's whiskey jars. Yeah. Years ago. Do you do a cheese one of those? We don't do a cheese one of those. We would like a cheese one. Would you like a cheese one? Specially manufactured for the... It'll be... That would be an interesting one. So how did this all start? So it started in 2012, popping at festivals. Were you, were you like, you had a general interest in popcorn anyway? Or? I'm going in for the chocolate. Well, I, um, my background is actually Possibly snacking. Possibly the lemon drizzle. The lemon drizzle's coming out. So my background is in snacking. So I was a UK sales director for KP Snacks. So I know everything about snacking. And in 2016, uh, we incorporated Popcorn Kitchen Limited as a company. And then 2017... That's when we really started to motor on the on the project itself. So I've always been into snacking. Uh, I think as a nation, we are, are a snackers. Snacker? I'm a snacker. Oh my god, the mint chocolate ones are amazing. I've seen I've seen seeing a couple of snackers in front of me, which is great. And then the business was slow to start because I was still working part-time on the business and also working uh, part-time in a small business actually on pet food actually it was so it wasn't really going anywhere and then in 2019 unfortunately my mum died and uh, that kind of said right I'm going to do something now I'm going to go on this full time for 2020 and then the pandemic everyone started a business in 2020 it was like a year of like rebirth it was a nightmare but We'd been kind of poddling along and not getting anywhere really. And what that did, it gave us something that actually in life we don't have a lot of, which is time. Mm. So we was able to step back, have a look at the business itself and say, okay, what do we want to do? 
Um, and I'd had all this experience in corporate of writing plans and creating strategies. And I thought, why haven't I done that for my own business? So that's exactly what I did. I wrote a 10-year plan, a strategy for the business itself, and then I just end up delivering the business. So in 2020, we grew our business, even though we had the COVID. Went into um, hamper companies in 2020. Uh, 2020 uh, and then we had... Uh, we doubled the business in 21, doubled the business in 22, and we're going to hit our budget for this year as well. But you're like Father Christmas. It all comes at the end of the year. It is all, and that's where we make our money as well, which is why the cash flow is so important this time of year. So, um, But it's, it's fantastic, and um, there is enough room out there for all these snacks to exist mm-hmm. and for all the formats to be out there because we offer something slightly different. Yeah, I mean... I find that whole the whole subject kind of interesting snacking. It's like I don't know if the country is particularly snackers, but I know that the in it's changed a lot, but the British traditional approach to food is very convenience. And like I remember an Italian friend of mine saying, like, you know, things we would never do in Italy and I was like, Well, like what? Like like eat on the bus. Why do you eat on the bus? You know, and it's like sandwiches, you know, everything's just and our food was kind of crap because it wasn't high up in the list of what we consider important in culture. It was fuel to us. So snacking kind of fits in that, isn't it? It's kind of, it's just like, well, just, you know, get it where you can. It doesn't really I matter. I think we're also quite big fans in a way that other countries aren't of that kind of savoury thing, like crisps. We have so many different flavours of things. Some, some cultures have much sweeter tooth, don't they? Are you in urban supermarkets and things as well, or is that no. the next step? No, so we like our farm shops and garden centres and Selfridges. So Selfridges is one of our biggest customers and most loyal customers as well. It's the only department store, in my view, that must sell stuff because traditionally, Christmas Eve again, traditionally, when I hadn't done my Christmas shopping, I'd end up in Selfridges on Christmas Eve, which isn't cheap. Good place. But it has... Good place. You can guarantee you could get something for anyone that's a little bit unusual. Yeah, you can buy the giant bottle of popcorn for your family. So yeah, so we're not in supermarkets, but we are gonna do we are gonna develop it. There's something really interesting going on here. You're 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 running you're running um manufacturing business, which is a nightmare. You've got a large amount of SKUs and you're doing these really like crazy products like this. Is this I mean, are other people in the popcorn industry trying to do mad shit like this? Yeah, I think so. I think there's uh, there's a couple of other brands out there that do similar things. The thing is, I think it's about the essence of the brand itself. So Popcorn Kitchen is all about creating happiness. Um, and we create products that mean that people are with each other, they're with the families, with the friends, or they're having that secret indulgent moment. But it's all about happiness. So trying to create products and flavours that are ultimately bringing happiness to my consumers. That's what it's all about. Do you manufacture them yourself? Or so, no. So, you so, so every, out, Yeah, so everything's outsourced now, but we're very, my background's a scientist. I've got oh. a science background. Oh. So um, I... What kind of science? Food science. Food science. So I um, I go and see all the um, manufacturers and they... We're really good at manufacturing snacks are. in this country. We are it's, great at manufacturing it's snacks. It's like, again, it's like, because I remember years ago working with these crisp people who wanted to do crisps from overseas and they, they were like, no, we've come to the UK, you're the world experts yes. in crisps, you know, there's no, you can do things that but no one else are. can do. And he, and he said something like, have you ever tried some crisp that we all eat? And I was like, yeah, I've had one of 
those, the way they do the double coating is genius or something. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. Well, no, just the point is from a food science point of view, well, back then anyway, there's some stuff we do that if you're really into it. So I imagine popcorn... Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good format, it's a good base. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fantastic. I sort of got this Willy Wonka idea in my head of you with a giant cauldron of popcorn just popping yeah, over. Yeah, that's exactly. So when we develop uh, the pop at home, that's what I actually did. I, my friend came around, I said, let's go and uh, develop a new product, pop at home. And she was like, excellent. And we went around, got loads of ingredients, and then we got back home in the kitchen, popping all the corn. Fantastic, came up with that idea. You seem to be someone who's not phased by stuff. It's like, come on, fuck it. Yeah. You know, because often people who've worked in big business can come into a small business and say, oh, we can do all of this. I've seen this a few times, especially in food, and also in wine really badly. But they're used to having a team of 100 people around them. So they go, right, we'll do that. And then they're like, a month later, set, you're like, you just watch them slowly descend because it's like, no, you've got to do it all yourself. Yeah. You know? So you've, you've managed to make that switch quite easily. Roll your sleeves up, get it. It's one and a half people. Fuck it. Look, you've got a massive range of skews. Although here. we haven't seen you in kind of a week or two weeks' time crying somewhere in the corner. I was crying this I morning. I don't know what their shelf life is, but it's really, really difficult. It's not a massive shelf life. What, you've got three to six, six months? months? Six yeah, months. Yeah, six months. Not a massive shelf life, but enough. Yeah. But that this is this is not easy stuff to do, sort of thing. Did you find the hard? It's hard to switch from big and small business. Well, I think uh, I had a great transition. So the pet food was a small family-run business, and they basically ah, brought okay. me in as a consultant to turn their business around. And uh, it was it was a brilliant stepping stone to actually making this more successful. But the one thing that I have learned in my career is that you've got to make decisions and move on. Yeah. And that's what I do. I make decisions and move on really quickly. And if I've made a mistake... Don't look at it too hard. I don't. I go, if I made a mistake, I go, oh, God, I've made a mistake. Come on, what flavour didn't work? Albatross. Oh, God. Oh, we had green popcorn once and uh, it was just... It cauliflower. Was just, it was just not... Cauliflower, it was just sprout flavour. It was just not. We also did a um, roly-poly jam pudding which was absolutely fantastic but then we went out to market and got some research some feedback and consumers that were like the younger side was like that what's that what's roly-poly so yeah of course these bloody young people you wonder though that Chris the most you don't really get sweet Chris I mean you can maybe plantain or whatever but you wonder that the people who enjoy popcorn and buy popcorn in a more sort of accessible fashion are people who are into chocolate or something like why why are people struggling to buy savoury popcorn it, but to me savoury popcorn makes more sense I prefer it I think I think we're conditioned on it I think people go to the cinema they're they, given they, a, you can get salt popcorn in the cinema can, you can but everybody gets sweet and salty or sweets yeah. right they're looking for those kernels that are really really coated <laughs> in sugar <laughs> is that <laughs> they're the nicer ones. They're the, the really crunchy For those ones, radio yeah. listeners, the, the way Pippa's eyes lit up there was slightly... <laughs> slightly I really, I you're going to have to take this away I, from me. I don't think I've seen I'm just, that happy in my entire life. It's okay. eating the whole thing. What's the long-term plan? So, um, ultimately, I'd like to... It's like a child. It's like a child, really. Do you know what I mean? And it's, and it's grown up and it's a teenager and it's becoming a young adult now. I'd like it to be... I've got a five-year plan. I'd like to be. Uh, I'd like it to be a lot bigger than it is now. Have you got any investment so far? Uh, no, 
So um, part of my cash flow investment. Your cash flow, yeah. 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 So certainly got you some plans. You mortgaged the house, yeah. No, no, not, no, no, it's all unsecured. But next year, hope, or hopefully going into supermarkets with a different format. Right. Which is not quite there yet. Okay, so you can't tell us what it is. I'll, I'll need to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to grow it and then what? Sell it? Ah, there's the dilemma. You don't so it's give your you, baby. Yeah, you don't give your children up, do you? Mm, so uh, sometimes it's tempting. So I think there's a um, there is a part of me that would want to continue to be in the business forevermore and a day until I die. Um, and there is a point of me that says, actually, would I want to sell the business to somebody else to take it on to you know even bigger heights? But we'll have to wait and see you on can, that. I mean, you could do the intermediate, which is bring in an investor to give you a load of money to take it to the next level without actually giving away too much of the equity in the business. Yes, and there's a trick. Do you know anybody? I know quite a few people. Excellent. (laughs) No, she's a useful person to know for that. Provided every time you meet, you bring popcorn, you'll find that you'll get more information out of her than... the. (laughs) Well, I think that's interesting when you ask it like that, as in... You know, finding money is always always the difficult thing. But you know, it's a it's like any of those exercises in life. You just got to tell people that you want it. Yeah. You just got to start telling the universe. Yeah. As much as you can without sounding desperate. You yeah. Know? And eventually, someone turns up, isn't it? And find mentors. What's been your biggest cock up so far? Other <sighs> than the uh, what was it, Roly Poly? The Roly Poly pudding. Or the, the, uh, the green popcorn. Oh, yeah, that was a colour thing. You should have done CBD uh, popcorn. Yeah, well, I did actually. Still time. It's still time. I, I, that might be in the plan. Ah, no, no, you should do that. Nice, and relaxed on your sofa. Once they're legalised, you can go all in. Oh gosh, um, I actually created. Yeah, I created a product. Uh, we thought there was a market in it. Uh, we had some feedback from one of the customers, which I'm not prepared to say, and we created this popcorn product for them. And they didn't take it, and we had loads of packaging left, and oh, it's an absolute nightmare. But you write it off to the experience and just move Can on. Can you call it something else and sell it to somebody else? Well, I wish I could, but we just had the packaging. Have you done any stickering? Did you get into any stickering? No. That's the worst. You get 10,000. Well, you, you, I don't know how you do this. You have to print loads of outers, yeah. and then you fill them. Yeah. And then some regulation comes along or you worked out, you misspelt like, you know, your website address or something. Because no matter how many times you look at it, it's not until they give you the finished product. Yeah. Something psychological, you see the thing, you see the design, get the finished product, you're like, oh, look, we spelt spelt our name wrong. We spelt popcorn wrong. (laughs) Yeah, literally. There is lots of things like that that go on and there is eagle-eyed people out there that ring me up and go, oh, did you realise you you haven't got the full stop? And do you know what? That's fine. And on the next print run... (laughs) You should say to them, are you a lawyer? Yes. That's what you it should feels, ask them. That was felt very pointed at me because that is exactly no, my all lawyers, guess. they can't help it with their grammar. They're grammar Nazis. It's fine. I don't mind about that. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh. So I want to take you back. It's a little story. So um, 2017, one of my friends bought me a, a gift and it was a poster with a poem on it. Oh, my fucking God. You don't, that's a no to anyone thinking of buying Pippa's. They would no longer be my friend. Well, they aren't, so that would be good. good. Uh, But, uh, and it was a poem called Don't Quit. Right. 
by uh, Edgar Guest. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but anyway, top and bottom of it all is, it's about not quitting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's on a poster, it's not going to be a work of absolute genius, is it? It is unbelievable. And I've kind of like lived and died behind this. But in terms of a... Don't quit, Edward. Don't quit, there you go. (laughs) Um, so read it. Are you going to read it, Andy? I want you to yeah, read right. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long. What's his surname? Edgar? So do it in a rap Guest. style. Yeah, do it in the rap style. Here we go. Don't quit. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, oh when my the God. funds are low but the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many failures turn about when we might have won and had we stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Oh, I like that. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captivated the victor's cup when they might have, sexist poem. And he learned too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned upside down. And you can never tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems far. So can you do the last two slides? Can you do it? So stick to the fight. When you're the hardest hit, it's when things seems worse that you must not quit. Boom. Boom. Oh, heard it here first. Business without bullshit. <laughs> Our top advice for the day, people, is don't quit. Except when you need to quit, which sometimes you should quit. <laughs> and the second piece was the set yourself some goals. And actually, if you set yourself some goals, you might actually achieve it. That's very true. Yeah, you don't set yourself goals. You have I mean, to make sure they're like Rishi Sunak's goals. No, you, you can't go back. <laughs> you can't flip-flop around. You've got to keep on it. It's a bit like saying, you know, raising money, how do you raise money? Well, tell, me, tell people you need to raise money and be clear what you want when they ask you. But it's like you've got to ask the universe, isn't it? You've got to set yeah. goals. Yeah, of course you have. Okay. Where are you going? What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Yeah, so someone once said to me, just go in there and blag it. Just go in that meeting, that big meeting, and just blag your Make business. Make it the shit up. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what are you on about? Was so, this like Dragon's Den or this something? Is like, this is like the board of the directors with the CEO, and there am I looking after my business, and they just said, go and blag it. Don't worry about it. Just tell them what they want to hear. No. Did you tell them what they want to hear? Can you produce a million samples by Christmas? Yes. At this time, I was influenced by this person. Right, yeah. So I did go in there and I did blag it and unfortunately it came back to bite me. So the moral of the story is if someone tells you to go and blag it, don't. Because it might be pleasing at the time. But when the reality sets in... I like this. There's a second moral too, is don't, don't be easily influenced, isn't it? Because it's a bit like, we're all sheep, we're very easily influenced. So if, so for instance, if you've got 100 people and 99 of them saying to you, the correct, that's reasonableness, you know, the correct thing would be to keep the money, but keep the money, 99 of them are saying that. In a many way, that's that's sort of your influence of conscience, but, you know, but your conscience should be like... No, that's not what I think. In fact, influence is, is, is a terrible factor. Like the, the, the whatever, whichever, I can't remember which university it is, but it's the US prison experiment that was really famous, where they basically got a load of students and said, half of you are prisoners and half of you are guards, and you can do whatever you like. And basically within like two hours, all the guards were torturing the prisoners. Oh my God, that's terrible that. It didn't go as far as that, I'm going to say. But anyway, very interesting. Yeah, so they were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. Don't blag it. Meeting prep. Meeting prep. 
And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark, straight-talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. Is there something in your industry that you think is bullshit? Don't you just find it really annoying when somebody doesn't fess up to doing something wrong? <sighs> yes. Like, and you, everyone knows that they've done something wrong and all they need to do is say, do you know what? I've done it, Rob. That's wrong. I've not done that. But that is really frustrating. So I had a... a deli- it's all the deliveries, right? I'm just going to give deliveries. So this big company, couple of pallets to a customer, and uh, they said, oh, we delivered it, but it was rejected by the customer. And I'm like thinking, oh, that's a bit shame. I'll ring the customer up and see what was wrong with it. And they said to me, no, we haven't received it. And I went, oh. So can I have the proof of delivery, oh, courier? Anyway, he's, he, couldn't, he couldn't get the proof of delivery. And I knew he couldn't give me the proof of delivery because he wasn't there. He'd never been there. He'd been having somewhere tea yeah, or a yeah. fry up somewhere, contemplating his next... you wanted him to meet, admit his wrongs. You wanted <laughs> him to want, come... And he never you, did you, it. Nah, he never did it. Yeah, he but, never... you, but at that point, you know that the truth is you don't need to humiliate, I would point. I would say, but it is annoying when people don't just like, you know... It wastes too much time. Yeah, Just yeah. need to get on, you know, get over it, get on with it, that's it. I'm also, I also think there's a, there's a subcategory of that, which is the, you all know that somebody's done something wrong, and then they say, you know, they, they never say sorry, they just say, oh, well, it's cause. Yes. Somebody else did this, and I this happened. And, you, you guys you know. have quite a high standard. Yeah, we just are. want people Very to say, standard. I'm you, sorry, you I fucked up. you always say sorry? It's yes. yes. Yes, always. Immediately. All the time. You don't actually know the answer to that question. I need someone else could tell you that, you know, because you, you always say sorry to when you think you should be saying sorry. But I mean, as Brits, we chuck it out like fucking popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder personally at home, you know, it's, so especially if you're really close with someone like your sister or your wife or something where they know you're, you're wrong and you think, oh, I might be wrong. And yet, you know, it takes you about an hour to come over and say, you know, I was wrong earlier and I'm sorry. And then if they if they want more, if they go for like, yeah, I think I want, I want a bit more of this, you can be like, well, fuck you anyway. <laughs> I gave you the half hour sorry. That's all you're going to get. You know, I admit it. You should be grateful. 10 second quick five rounds. So we're going to ask you questions. You should know the answers to them. If you don't, you may need to see a psychologist or something like that. D will cue the music. What was your first job? Paper round. What was your worst job? Paper round. Hmm. Favourite subject at school? Meteorology. You did meteorology at school. Yeah, what kind of school did you I go? To be a weather girl. You went to an alternative no, school. It was I was a comp. I was an offered meteorology. Order. Order. The honourable gentleman has got to learn the art of patience. But I was really good at geography because I fancied the geography teacher. What can okay. I say? Uh, what's your special skill? Golf. <laughs> you're kidding Predictor- me. Predictable. Well, you're not bad, are you? No, I'm rubbish. Courses, <laughs> oh, you're... What did you want to be when you grew up? Policewoman. 
Okay, was that Juliet Bravo inspired? It's scary yeah. how she responded too. Yeah, didn't you? Juliet Bravo. Good I think guess. I yeah, think yeah. it's all about control and power. Juliet Bravo for our younger listeners, <laughs> for our overseas listeners, was a very popular female detect, uh, detective. I don't know what yeah. level she was. Sergeant, police woman. Police no, woman. she was like she was like junior. No, no, she, she was, was kind the, of like, a bit sexy um, and good at her job. Superintendent or whatever. She was like top of the police station. Top of the shop. Yeah. Wasn't that though? Yeah, it was no. Starsky and Hutch. Who was it? Oh. Huggy Bear. Okay. Uh, what did your parents want you to be? Earn money. So anything as long as you make you make money. Yeah, <laughs> very Grimsby. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking get on with it. What's your go-to karaoke song? Islands in the stream. <laughs> oh, islands in the stream. Okay, I I had to think you about may that. Need to rehearse that. that one a little more. Yeah, I can't sing. Islands. I I don't know that song. Oh my God, it's uh, it's a um, yeah, no, play it. Islands in the stream. It's Dolly Parton. In the stream. Islands in the stream. It's Dolly Parton. You must, you'll know uh, it when you hear it. Know it. We can test out how well this works. Oh, I know this. Oh yeah, I like this song. Me and my husband sing it together. Baby, when I met you, there was peace I up to get you with You've got to love Dolly Parton. I mean, cool and sexy. Do you see her, actually? Do you know that film, oh Nine my to gosh. Five, one of my sister's favourites? Definitely one of my... She's wicked in that. She's such a, like, uh, she's such a cool cat. She's always a cool cat. Uh, right, we really fucked up the 10 seconds. So, um, <laughs> he's not here today. Bless Rose. Um, office dogs, business or bullshit? With food? Bullshit. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Mm-hmm, fair enough. Have you ever been fired? Yes. Good. What's your vice? Mm, in any particular order? Yeah, I'd like this lady. <laughs> uh, wine, popcorn, crisps, chocolate, and I really, really like, I like sausage rolls. Right, right, right. Okay, you lost sausage me there. <laughs> Excellent work. Have you got any recommendations of things we should read or watch or listen to? Oh, God, um... Well, I like uh, docudramas. Okay. And my favourite of all time is Chernobyl. Have you seen See, it? See, I haven't watched that, no. Oh, my God. I think you should watch it because it's absolutely okay. fantastic. It and it's about the disaster, is yes, it? Yes, but it's fantastic. How many series is it? There's five programmes. Oh, five episodes? Yeah, absolutely recommend it. Oh, and wow. just be warned if you watch it on catch-up because it's very difficult just to watch one episode. Okay, so this is where we give you 30 seconds to pitch whatever you want. I'm guessing you're going to pitch Popcorn Kitchen. Yeah, shall I? Yes. So, if you want cheese, if you want chocolate, if you want a lovely snack, then go over to the Popcorn Kitchen, www.popcornkitchen.co.uk and buy some stuff. Very good. If you want an enormous bottle full of popcorn in your Christmas house, covered in chocolate with chocolate Brussels sprouts without any actual Brussels sprouts (laughs) or animals harmed in the production of this product, Popcorn Kitchen. Popcorn Kitchen. Go get it. Well, that's been great fun. So there you have it. That was this week's episode of Business Without Bullshit. We'll be back with our quiz Business or Bullshit on Thursday. Until then, it's ciao. Ciao. You didn't thank anybody this time. Oh, yeah, sorry about that.